Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. It's another great day to be here, but I'm actually not here with my mom today. This is our first time attempting to record from separate locations. So trying something new today, Godspeed to us. We hope that this works. Hello, mom from across the country. Hi, Michelle. I think it'll work just fine. I think everybody around the country does, around the world probably, functions like this quite often. So I'm excited. Oh, yes, they do. But we have not. No. And so we're learning. It's very interesting, though, not having you, quote, in the living room with me recording this, but I'm looking forward to a new adventure today. I do feel sad that we're not together and it feels weird just looking at you on a screen, but we do what we got to do. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. How are you today? I'm good. I'm very See, this good. is, I'm asking you this and I legitimately don't know your answer because I haven't been with you. So I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's Friday. We're recording this on a Friday and I'm looking forward to having this conversation and yeah, everything is, everything is going along as life intends for it to <laughs> going with the flow here and just really trying to stay present and do the things that I need to do as we go into the weekend. Love that. Very good. So today we're kind of going into a fun conversation that is a little bit of a piggybacking on our conversation last week. Um, But I would love to chat more about the concept of intentions, especially when it taps into values and how we can use both of those pieces of information to live an aligned life and kind of create the life that we're hoping to live. I'm very excited about this topic. It's something that I, when I went on my retreat in March, it's really something that was up for me. And it's something that I've put a lot of thought into and a lot of energy, and I find it incredibly powerful. It's a piece of our lives. I think that we're overlooking because it sounds so, you know, simple and it's, the word is kind of a buzzword today. People talk about intentions, I think quite often, but it's really, really powerful. So I'm excited to, to dive into the idea of setting or having intentions for your life, not goals, not things that you will achieve, but actually, I think you wrote about this in one of your blogs once that like, this is your soul's desire. These are the things that matter most to you. This is the life that you want to live or the life that you want to become or the person that you're trying to become. So this is really an inner, you know, like a really deep inner message or guide, you know, or life's work kind of speak, kind of, uh, uh, so to speak. I think it's just, it just feels, I have such goosebumps because it just feels so powerful and it's something I can't wait to share with everyone because it feels like it's really important. 
And it could be one of those aha moments or one of those tools in your box to stay on track and to be living the life that you're wanting to live. Well, why I usually like this conversation is because for the longest time, the concept of like purpose and, you know, finding your true life path felt really overwhelming to me and like out of touch because I couldn't quite get that label that I felt so many other people could as far as like, I am this, or this is my purpose, or this was what I was born to do. And so when we started to bring in the concept of intention and values and asking yourself those important questions that we talk about so often that we'll, we'll go into again in this episode, that made me feel like I didn't need the labels for the purpose of my life because I could tap into my intentions and what I value and show up um, according to that instead of that label of a purpose that felt not tangible for me. I love what you just said, Michelle, because it's so true. Intention truly is what, it it guides everything. If I have a purpose, a, a purposeful intention, I guess, not I agree, not necessarily a purpose for life or what it is that I actually want to do, not necessarily action, but the intention guides the action. The intention, right. the intention really is your will. And we'll talk about that a little bit too, but so the, so the intention really is probably one of the most important things you can have in life within you because it truly keeps you on track and it keeps you from, from making an, making a decision or taking an action that's not going to lead you to where you want to go, or it's going to be probably somewhere down the line, a regret or something like, wow, that was really not what I wanted to do. How did I do that? And oftentimes when I say that to myself, it's always, oh, wait a minute. I kind of lost track of my intention of what it had for my life. Right. And you're going to share some, some good stories about this in this episode that I'm excited about, but you know, when I think about intentions too, the way, the reason that it helps me is because it can help lead me to my purpose, but it can also help guide me through my life when I'm not sure, when I don't have total clarity of every aspect of my life. You know, maybe I don't know what my next step is in my career or what I want to happen in my family life or where I want to live, but I know that I want to have the intention to show up in life with a certain, um, in a certain way or live life in alignment with certain values that can then help guide me to get that clarity of the tangible thing in the external world. But I think those intentions and those values are kind of like those seeds that are buried deep below the surface that always just live there regardless of what's happening for you in the outside world. I think an intention is your soul's desire. You're right, Michelle. It's your deepest desire for your life. And it's really the starting point, I think, of dreams, of determination for your life deep within. It really is the epitome of what we talk about so often, living your life from the inside out. Mm -hmm. It's that guide inside of you that oftentimes we're not connected to or we're not aware of or we're not listening to. And this is something that's deep within you of what you value, what matters most. So I'm, I'm very excited about this because I think it might give a different perspective for everyone listening that it's, it's a truly powerful way to live. And one of my favorite quotes, you, know, you all know that I love to read for inspiration. That's one of the greatest joys of my life, actually. And mm -hmm. 
when I was studying all the great traditions and religions of the world, this quote, I think I put up on my mirror probably for a good year because it was really, really spoke to my heart and really epitomizes what Michelle and I are trying to say today. And it's from the Upanishads. And it is, you are what your deepest desire is. As your desire is, so is your intention. As your intention is, so is your will. As your will is, so is your deed. As your deed is, so is your destiny. That's a good one for sure. And I think it really goes in alignment with what you were talking about with purpose. If you're, if you're in touch with and connected with and really know what you value and what matters most, what your desire is, what kind of a life you're trying to live and knowing who you are, so is your intention. And then as your intention, so is your will. You know, it's going to be a part of the actions and the choices and the decisions that you make. And those are your deeds. And then, so you don't have to worry about what is my purpose because it will lead you to why you came here. What is the thing that you came in this lifetime to do? Your destiny. Exactly. So I think it's really, it's really a cool way to look at how do we, in the easiest way possible, how do we actually achieve and accomplish what it is we're trying to do in life? And that is, that is by being truly in touch with your intention for life, your values and what matters most to you for life. And I think you've written many times, Michelle, about this and posted about it, you know, that intentions help you transform your life, no matter what the circumstances are in the outside world. And I think that's the power of intentions so much. They just really, they're really, they're nudging you. If you've seemed to be kind of on the wrong path or you're not quite sure what's happening or you don't know where to take that first step, they kind of are your little, they're definitely your little whisper voice inside, but they're also like nudging you you know, okay, this is, remember, this is what matters most to you. This is what you truly value. Yeah. And I really like that intention is, is information that you can uncover by connecting with yourself and your intuition and those voices deep inside that are like your true self. Because I think especially in this day and age, it's so easy to be externally focused on on what we want in life and kind of bypass the internal values and whispers and intuition. And, you know, I think when we spend our lives only seeking the external, that's what generally leads us to feeling incomplete or unfulfilled or sad or anxious because it's not grounded in who we are. And, I really feel like one of the best ways to flip that switch of life and really feel more grounded and feel less at the mercy of the external world is to start to place your intention and your attention on the internal of the values and the things that you really want from within, because it's from there that you can then to start to create that external that you think that you want. But I feel like when you leap to the external before tapping into the internal, it's just a recipe for difficulty and confusion even. Beautifully said, Michelle. Attentions really have to be specific. And you're right, they, they really brew from the thin. Here's a story that changed my life completely. So when I was a little girl, when I was a little girl, when I was a little girl, I was taught nice girls 
or girls are nice. Be a nice girl. Be nice, be nice, be nice. I mean, I heard that word, be nice, be nice, be nice all the time in my childhood growing up. And I even heard it, you know, as a young adult. Oh, girls. I mean, are, I've heard know, it. Be nice. All the time, yeah. So. Nice is a word. <laughs> like what the heck does nice even really mean? So where I'm I going- I think I wrote with, a blog about nice. I hate that word. Well, where I'm going with the story, yeah, it, it's because we don't really understand what it means to be nice. So in my little girl mind, I interpreted that as don't speak your mind. Don't stand up for yourself. Don't, you, you know, people have to like you. Uh, just be nice. Don't rock the boat. Don't, you know, ruffle any feathers. Don't, don't get angry. Don't get mad. So I stored all of those emotions inside of me, which ultimately ended up resulting in an eating disorder. But what I want to say about being nice, so as I, you know, you all know, as I went into treatment for bulimia and then as I got out of treatment, this this is what set me on my path for finding my true self and really living my life from the inside out. I discovered this idea of having having intentions, like what do I value and what do I want most in life? And one of the things that I value and what most in life is kindness. Kindness has always been, it wasn't niceness. As I realized niceness is being a people pleaser for me, niceness materialized into being a people pleaser. It it manifested into having very little boundaries and it manifested into never feeling like I had any power. Those three things were, were at the root of me thinking that I needed to be a nice girl. So as I've, moved along my path and little by little becoming the person that I already am, but that, that, you know, the thing that we're all trying to do become the greatest version of who we are. I started realizing, wait, I, I don't, I want my power. I want to be able to live the life that I want to live. I want to have strong boundaries. All of this matters to me because these are my values. And I realize what my value is, is kindness. So I will assert myself mm. and use my power but not expect to always get my own way and beat people up or be ruthless or crude or whatever the things are. So it has served me so well to have that intention of kindness because actually it empowers me even more. Hmm. It doesn't have that connotation of, oh, be nice, Barb, don't ruffle the feathers here. So it's just interesting how that has manifested for me over the years. And so I use that example for all of you to think about what are... What are some of the things that you value most and what actually will happen is they actually empower you. I think when we get in alignment, what you were saying, Michelle, we really get in alignment from the inside out. We actually then can feel like we have some control and some power over our lives, which is what, how we act and the choices that we make because we have zero control over anyone or anything in the outside world. Yeah. I love that story and that example because it's, And that's even such a seemingly subtle difference between niceness and kindness. But when you really sit with yourself and tap into the values and the things that really matter to you, you uncovered that, you know, niceness was just too passive and kindness was more strong and active and meaningful in your life. And probably, well, definitely when you live from a place of kindness rather than niceness can really shift the whole path of your life as far as how you show up in your relationships and work and, and everything. Exactly. And that is, that would be true for any of us in any situation when it comes to that intention and that value. It's powerful. It really, it actually, as I said, starts to give you some power back because I feel like that's, it's a main theme I think for all of us as we live our lives 
especially women, especially we women, it's, it's difficult sometimes to feel like we have a sense of power and control. I mean, I think most of us, I know I can speak for myself, having control has always been incredibly important to me, but I've, I've really been looking at over the years, what do I, what, what kind of control do I want? And so one of my other intentions is I've really been looking at this a lot over the past decade or so is not to always get my, not have the intention of getting my own way. Like I don't always have to be right. And often mm. I used to go into situations thinking I'm right and they're wrong. And my, my thought would be that they need to understand this. So I learned this in treatment, actually. It's another story I can give you. I learned this in treatment when my therapist said to me, we were talking about some something, I don't know, it might've been like being a nice girl or whatever that specific topic was that my therapist wanted to talk about. And she said to me, Barb, ask yourself, what is your motive here? Before you go into any conversation or before you go into any situation or before you take an action or before you make a decision or take a choice, ask yourself, what's your motive here? And I have never, ever forgot that in 38 years. And it literally did change my life. And sometimes when I go into a situation, and I'm certainly not perfect as we talk about, we're never going to be perfect. So don't think that I do this all the time, but more often than not, I will pause and ask myself, what do I want here? And is this in alignment with my intention? Because when I ask myself, what's my motive? What's my ultimate goal, basically, or ultimate resolution here? Or what is it I'm trying to get out of this situation? It goes right back to my intention. And often it would be, since being thinking that I had to be right all the time is one of the intentions to, to, to not feel that way, I would, I would go into a situation with not so much of a combative energy, Mm-hmm. And not so much of a, um, I, was, I, was, I was going into it more open and receptive, still strong in my power of what my values are, but not feeling like I had to, you know, bully my way or, or really get my, my point across. It kind of softens the situation. I went in more free and more open and receptive and it more often than not as well, it shifts the outcome. So that's another story. The idea of what, when, you, when you're solid in your intention for life, your values for life and what matter most to you, then when you go into any situation, making a decision or taking an action, you can ask, what's my motive here? Is my motive, is the outcome that I'm trying to desire in alignment with my intention for life? Right. I love that story. Let's take a break. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. So I really love that you shared that concept of motives and checking in with yourself and your values and your intentions. And of course, how that can influence how you show up in the world. And I wanted to just quickly revisit the concept of values and just, I know we've talked about this in a past episode and I was trying to find it and it wasn't super easy to find. So I figured let's readdress it. Um, Because I think that it's important to, This isn't just like with everything that we talk about on this show, actually, 
the practices that we talk about are not like one and done. You know, you don't do it and then move on. You don't meditate once and then never do it again. You don't journal once and then never do it again. A lot of these things are meant to be revisited, you know, periodically throughout time and throughout your lives. And I think the same is same is true for values. Um, checking in with what we value throughout different periods of our lives, they shift and they change. And it's important to recognize when, when maybe we're veering in a different direction. So I wanted to just revisit that practice of tapping into values um, very quickly, if you'll indulge me. I think that's a great idea because you're right. Things we're really talking about practice. What you and I emphasize probably more than anything on this podcast is the idea of practice. How can we start to develop a practice in life that will align with our values and who we are and, and take us to where we want to go. So I love it. I'd love for you to revisit that, how we, how we get to the deep knowing of what we value the most. Yeah. So one of my favorite ways to connect with myself and to really uncover some of these important aspects of life is to ask, ask myself these important questions that can help me to have a deeper, more solid understanding of who I am and what I want. And so the first question that I ask myself is who am I? And and I know that's a super loaded question because a lot of us <laughs> super loaded and philosophical and, you know, heady, but you know, if you're just sitting in a, in a quiet, peaceful, meditative place and ask yourself, who am I? And just see what comes up. I think you'll get a lot of really interesting answers. It is, it is the, it is the quintessential question of life. Who am I? And even like when it comes to the concept of purpose, you know, I think when people say, who am I? And they say, I'm a mom or I'm a doctor, I'm a, a lawmaker or whatever, you know, those external labels, that's usually where a lot of us get tripped up where we, we start with the labels. But then if you allow yourself to go deeper and push past the labels and see what comes up when you say, okay, now who am I really? And listen to what comes up when you ask yourself that question. I think you'll find a lot of really interesting information that maybe has been buried beneath the surface. I, th I think it gets to the core. You're right. It gets to the core and, and the deepest whispers of your soul. And that whole, what is your heart telling you about yourself, really? So when we ask that question, you and I ask these, this question of each other all the time, how are you doing today? And what is it like being you today? It's like, what is it feeling like to be you? So I think we get to the feeling level of what, what lights our fire inside, or what gives us goosebumps and what, it, what really brings enthusiasm to our lives and what do we value most? And it's not that easy of a question to answer. It's really interesting when you ask yourself, what do I value most? Well, we're going to get to that question soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. I know. It's it's just in that. And you have to start with exactly what yeah. you're doing. It's who, like a building block. Who I am think. I? Exactly. Beautiful. And then the next question is like, what do I really want? And I think this is a really good one to help guide you in this journey and path to values and intentions, because 
and really sit in this question. Because again, I think at first, when we ask ourselves, the surface level external things will come, come out first. Like I want, you know, a lot of money or I want a new house, or I want this better job or whatever. I want a different relationship. And those are all valid. Of course, you know, those are parts of our lives. So I think asking ourselves, what do we really want? We can start to go beneath the surface of the external things and tap into the feelings that we want to feel throughout life. And that definitely is, I think the next building block to leading us to values because values are so connected to feelings. I love it. I think you're exactly right. And oftentimes we're not really aware of how we're feeling or we can get the deep feelings of anger, sadness, resentment, all those feelings that we kind of can be aware of right away because they're so powerful. But then when we go deep beneath the surface of anger, we realize sometimes there's fear or sometimes there's regret or whatever it is. So I think that's really important to really get in touch with how we feel and then go even beneath that initial feeling and see, well, what what's really underneath the anger or what's really underneath the, the sadness or whatever it is. Yeah. And as you can see, we're, we're really helping people connect. We're helping you connect. How do we get clear on all of these things? You got to connect within really connecting deeply within. Yeah. And then of course the next question is what matters to me? And Again, the building block, but this is where I really feel like we can start to tap into the values because this is really beneath the surface information. You know, what matters to me in life? What's most important to me? And that might be safety or family or um, kindness you know, really uncovering some of those things that we tend to maybe push to the side when we're thinking about living our lives, but they're really the drivers and how we live our lives. Because when you can uncover what really matters to you, then you can, again, live life in alignment with and taking actions that are in alignment with what matters to you. And I think one of the things that has come up for me a lot especially the past few years. I mean, it's always been important to me and mattered to me, but I think in alignment with what you're saying, Michelle, it's really become really, it's become very clear to me that one of the things that matters most to me is speaking the truth, Hmm. is really being truthful, that that my speech be truthful. And it's very interesting when you start to think about what matters to you most, like kindness matters to me, speaking the truth matters it's empowering. Like I, I think there's, this is probably one of the most unpredictable times in my life coming through this divorce, but it's also one of the most exciting as I've thought and become more realigned and more cognizant of what really matters to me. What are my values and what my, my intentions are for the life that I'm here to live. It really, it really has empowered me to, to live authentically. And I think isn't, that kind of what we all want? How do we live an authentic life and not a version of someone else's life or or not the life that someone else thinks that we should be living? But how do we actually get in touch with and feel comfortable in our own skin and live a life that's truly authentic to who we are and what we want and what matters most, the, the whole path that you're taking us down? 
And to your point, I really think that that's something that people struggle with because we live in an age and in a world with so much influence around us online and social media and, and everywhere we can get swayed so easily into believing that, you know, this person's way of life is the way of life for me, or I want to be just like this person or live just like this person or show up just like this person. And of course we can take inspiration from people, but it's important to stay grounded in who you really are and not try to be or act or live like somebody else in the same vein of living inauthentically, like you were saying. And the only way to do that is to go through this whole exercise of who am I? Because I think it's, most of us don't know who we are. We don't really, until you really get in touch with what you're feeling and that deep sense of the voice within, it's hard to know who you are. And especially, especially if you're younger, for sure. I mean, it takes time to start to you know, really get in touch with and start to really feel, wow, this is what matters most to me, or this is what I want to do in my life, or this is what I want to project or take action in, in my life. So it's, it's very, it's, none of this is easy, but as you do it little by little and just take that first little baby step of just sitting with connecting with yourself, just to, just to start hearing that voice within, it really starts to manifest in a way that feels so powerful and so authentic. And if I go back to that word practice, when I said, Michelle, and I really, it is, everything is a practice. This is how we form positive, wonderful manifesting uh, habits. And I always go back to Martha Graham, her definition of practice. And I put this, I think in my, not, I think I know it's in my book, the first book I that I wrote. I've been in a while. No. And it's, I love this quote so much because it really resonates with everything that we're saying. Practice means to perform over and over again in the face of all obstacles, some act of vision, of faith, of desire. Practice is a means, you know, of inviting that intention, that life that you deeply desire. That's my piece of it. But hers was practice means to perform over and over again in the face of all obstacles, some act of vision, of faith, of desire. Hmm. And so I, th- I feel, I think you said this a little earlier, Michelle, that it just doesn't happen overnight. It is a practice. It's a practice to be in alignment with who you are and what you want. It's a practice to ask yourself, what's my motive here? It's a practice to say, okay, my intention for my life is this. So when a decision comes my way or an action comes my way, I ask myself, am I, it, it, will my next step be in alignment with my intentions for my life? And it's a practice to show yourself grace as you're becoming that person that you're trying to be or you're intending to be, or just as we grow and evolve, it's really easy to be hard on ourselves and showing ourselves grace and accepting the version of ourselves that we're living in right now is is so important too. You know, I think sometimes when we ask ourselves these questions and get the clarity, we start to get down on ourselves because we're not at that place that we wanted to be, that we have the clarity on. Like, I want this, or I want to be that, or I want to show up like this, but we're still in the present of who we are right now. And we have to honor the version of ourselves that are here in the present moment, because they're going to take us to those places that we want to be or evolve or become into in the future. So just remembering to have grace for yourself wherever you are or whatever 
place on your journey that you're at because like each place of the journey is valid. So much um, so, Michelle. I, I I tend to be very hard on myself. I do you? That, I am that I am that type A perfectionist personality that I've been practicing forever to to have this grace, to have this beautiful forgiveness for myself or patience with myself. So it takes a lot of grace, a lot of patience, a lot of forgiveness. And a lot of curious, I, I try to step into every day. It's part of my meditation where I say, let me be curious, open and receptive to whatever the moments of the day have for me. And when I do that, I'm really opening myself up to my intentions for life. And I'm also actually giving myself some freedom to be able to make the mistake, to be able to, to set down a path or a choice that didn't go as well as I had planned. So truly a lot of grace, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of patience and treating yourself like you would your own, treating yourself like you would your own best friend in life, like really being loving and caring of yourself and allowing your path to just continue to unfold with curiosity, openness, and receptivity. Yes, ma'am. And so then the last question that I like to ask myself for clarity is what impact do I wish to have in my life and on this world? Um, Because that's important too, you know, tapping into the mark and the message that you want to leave with your life. And again, these are things that always are fluid and in flux and are changing. But I think when we start to get clear about how we're showing up in the world, how we're making people feel, how we're acting and how we're leaving this world, it can make us again, like you've been saying all along, feel like we have a little bit more control in life in a chaotic, chaotic and crazy world. I love that, Michelle. The idea of impact for me always takes me right back to motive is you really are in touch with what it is, who you are, what you want, what are your deepest desires for your life? What do you value most? And what is my motive here? It's going to be in alignment with my intention, which will have the greatest impact. So we actually don't have to worry about the impact. I think that's what I've learned the most probably of all this whole talk today. I've probably learned the most that if I just have my intention, ask myself what my motive is and really have give myself enough grace and forgiveness and patience and do my best, the best that I can every day, which you know, fluctuates and changes, but do the best that I can every day. The impact is going to be there. My impact of what it is that I want for my life is going to be there because it'll be reflective of what my intentions and what my values and what I, what I care about most in life. And so I'm confident that my impact will be to leave this world a better place than when I got here. Definitely. And I think too, we actually, this brings up an interesting topic. We had an interesting conversation recently with someone about intention versus impact. And I think sometimes it's just important to remember that even if you intend something, maybe you might have an unintended impact and the grace that you're talking about and the um, flexibility that I think we all have to have with life is you might've intended something very pure and kind, but maybe the impact wasn't what happened. So being able to, you know, fix or 
mend whatever happens when the in the impact does not match the intention too is also really important. Genius, Michelle. Genius. So true. You're right. So I think sometimes yeah. we, we're not, yeah, you're right. Sometimes our intention and our motives are good ones and they don't necessarily always have the impact that we might've hoped or that would have landed in, in someone else's situation or someone else's life in, in a way that was, was a good, uh, served them. Served you know, them well. I, I think so often when we talk about the power of words and choosing our words wisely, everyone reacts to language differently. Everyone has a different relationship with language in our world. And your intention might be to say something kind to someone, but maybe that wording or that language is something that's triggering. And so, you know, that's where we can, we have our intention to be kind, but maybe it didn't land in the way that we wanted it to. to, And the impact isn't how we intended it to be. But when you're tapped into your values and the things that matter to you and how you want to show up, you don't take it personally when the impact isn't aligned or someone isn't understanding what you are actually trying to do. You just say, oh, the crier, the, the wires are crossed here. There's something that didn't, didn't go the way I wanted to. What can I learn and how can I pivot to make sure that my impact is actually matching the intention? Beautifully you know, said. It's just showing that there's more work to do. Because we're always learning and we're always growing. I love that. I love that so much. So what you really, what I hear you saying is kind of intention ultimately has to match the impact. Right. And I and love that. And sometimes it how doesn't. We... And so it's just how we're always pivoting right. and adjusting and being better and doing better and learning and evolving and all of those things. Yeah. So we always have, that's why it's going back to what you said, you have to have a lot of grace with yourself and a lot of humility. A yes. lot of humility Ooh, that's a good one. to say, wait a minute. Um, but what happened here was not my, it, it, the outcome didn't match the intention that I had. Let's, how can, how can we fix it? Or what can I do? Or what can be done here? Or what can I learn here? You just said it really beautifully, Michelle, as long being open mm. and receptive. I think that's why I go in, go t- try this tomorrow morning when you get out of bed, just close your eyes for a minute and take a couple deep breaths and just say, Please let me be open, curious, and receptive to what every present moment has for me. It really is a, has been a game changer for me because it's helped me take myself not so seriously, but it helps me take my life seriously. I've got my intentions. I've got my deepest desires, but I don't take myself so seriously. So if I've made a mistake or I've hurt someone, just because kindness is one of my intentions, it doesn't mean that I don't hurt people. So right. if I've hurt someone, I have the humility to be able to say, wait a minute, I'm really sorry. I want to make an amend here. Or how can I do this differently? What do you need in this moment? Whatever the language is that the moment is requiring of me, I'm more open to it and not ruminating about, oh my gosh, what did I do? What did I say here? Now what? Now what? Oh my God. You know, going down this path of crazy town in the brain. Right. And that's really important because just because you have clarity about your life and what you want, doesn't mean that you're not going to make mistakes. And I think sometimes when we are so confident within ourselves and so knowing and assured within ourselves, we think that we're never going to misstep or have something land incorrectly or do something that could be hurtful. But that confidence and assuredness in yourself is knowing that you can handle if you make a mistake, knowing that you can 
make the amends that you're talking about and having the humility to know that you're not perfect. And I think making sure, I love that. I think making sure that I, I use this a lot for myself being a type A and a perfectionist, recovering perfectionist, is that this whole idea that a mistake is how I learn. And what am I learning? I'm learning what doesn't work and what not to do again. And not that I won't maybe do it again, but I'm learning that if I do this, kind of like a scientist, and we talk about being the scientists of our own lives. If I, if, if, if the moment presents this and I take this action, then this is what the result will be. So how else do we learn what not to do? I guess is what I'm trying to say in the very easiest, simplest form. How do we learn what not to do? By doing it and then realizing what the consequences of the action are. And I think that that's the most, it's, for me, it's been one of the most powerful ways to learn for sure. You know, making the mistake or doing something that didn't end up the way that I had hoped and course correcting and realizing, well, okay, I won't, I'll really work hard at not doing that again. Definitely. And so of course, with all of this information that we've uncovered when asking ourselves these questions, that's really how we can tap into the intentions that we wish to have for our lives and those deep-seated soul whispers that we've been talking about. And from there, you can really use those intentions. Like you can be playful with intentions in your life and, and use them as a tool to make life feel more fun and more purposeful and meaningful. I mean, I think that's where you can start to bring in affirmations that are in alignment with your intentions. That's where you can um, think outside the box about how to live your life with the intentions that you're setting and to really let the practice of setting intentions open your life up in a different way than maybe thinking about goals or, you know, again, external in rather than internal out. I love that. I think too, when I think about closing up this episode, for me, it really also intentions are so much in alignment with being mindful and being in the present moment and being where my feet are. They really guide us where to place our focus, how to stay present. What are the priorities here in this moment that are in alignment with my intentions for my life? And how do I want to spend my precious time? Time is the one resource we can never get back. I, I had someone say to me recently, so I guess time is our most valued resource, isn't it? And it was so interesting the way it was said to me because I thought, wow, yes, it, yes, it is. Time is our most precious resource. And I think we're all just really starting to feel the magnitude of that sentence. It's been, mm-hmm. I've heard it many, many times in my lifetime, but to, but to have gone through this pandemic and to be where we are in the world today, and I feel like I can speak to myself to be, speak for myself to be in this lifetime, I really feel the greatness of time and how I don't want to waste it, but we waste a lot of time. You know, none of us are perfect, obviously, and I don't want to waste it. So I really, the intentions really help me stay focused and stay in the moment And help me see, wait, this is what I value. These are my priorities. So this is the action that I'm going to take. And then going back to that Upanishads quote, you know, you are what your deepest desire is. So your intention is your deepest desire. And so your attention then then informs your will. And so is your will, so is your deed. And then so is your deed, so is your destiny or your impact. So I think it all goes beautifully hand in hand and helping me always come back to the present moment 
and being where my feet are is huge. hundred percent. I love that. Yay. Thank you, Michelle. What a nice conversation today. I love that. I hope this is helpful for any of you who are feeling a little overwhelmed or confused or lost and need to get some direction and feel more grounded within your life and that you can uncover the things inside you to feel like you have more control. You know, just, and last week we spoke about changing of seasons being a perfect time to start new ways of, of coming into knowing of ourselves or new ways of creating new habits and things. So it, it kind of goes, does go in alignment with our episode last week, Michelle, where you can maybe use this time and this entering into a new season to ask yourself, what is, what are, what is, or what are my intentions for my life? Yeah. It's always a good time to do it. I love it. And I love you, mom. I love you too, sweetie. I miss you here in Florida. Michelle's in California. too. Yeah. You're all the way across the country. So far and so close. But I feel so. your beautiful energy. <laughs> so thank you very much. And thank you all for listening. Love being here with you. Thank you so much. And thanks for um, sticking along with us in this new format with, I hope the sound and everything was okay. We're working on it. So we're f- figuring out all of the the tech stuff, but thanks for listening regardless. And um, I, again, hope that this episode was helpful for all of you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, future podcast topic requests, of course, make sure you're following us on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, and at Barb Knows Best Pod. That's the best way to get in touch with us. Also, please make sure you're liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. And if you haven't yet, we would absolutely love a five-star rating and a nice review on Apple and Spotify that helps the show greatly. And if you haven't yet, make sure you check out our Barb Knows Best pod merch. It's still on sale and it's adorable and we love it. You can click the link in the show notes to get yours today. Thanks so much again for listening. Thank you, mom. Thank you, everyone. And we'll chat with you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.